You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Trick or treat, Lone Star Radio listeners. This is Dick, the general manager, taking this quick moment to remind you that Lone Star Community Radio is looking to fill some of our talk show slots along with some of our DJ slots. We have a new show airing on the 10th Making Connections with Stacey Harris, which will air every second Tuesday of the month at 1 p.m. Make sure to check it out along with our other programs on Lone Star Community Radio. More information on Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. And again, if you're interested in doing something with us, call the station, 936-647-3776. Thanks for checking out this recording, and I hope you guys enjoy. Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy and Jake in the studio. Walk this way. This is the Run DMC version, right? Yeah. Like no, this is Aerosmith. You know that's Aerosmith? Yeah. Well, well, what's the uh, occasion for this song? Because we're talking about those ladies to walk this way. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. That's right. Don't go, but go. Don't go. You don't go. Go. Stay. Uh, <laughs> I am dubbing today. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Lone Star. We are here. With a talk block. Nitty gritty, folks. Nitty gritty. Update. Tacos are back in the stomach. Ah. Carmelitas. Bravo. Bravo for your $1.50 tacos over there on West Davis Street, heading eastbound on 105. Dick has redeemed himself. Parking in the back. Very nice ladies. Am I right? Oh, wonderful. 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 I used to have breakfast there every Friday morning. She asked me where I worked, and I said Lone Star Community Radio. She goes, oh, you work with that goofy-looking guy. And I was like, yeah, the goofy-looking guy. I she did not say goofy-looking. She, she said oh, goofy-looking guy. Oh, man. Still liking has, those tacos? She hasn't seen my haircut yet. That's right. <laughs> he has the haircut, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And boy, oh, boy. I do look like a boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, if he parts down the middle, he really looks like the giggity guy from... Um, yeah, Quagmire. Quagmire. Quagmire, yeah. I don't see it, but... Thank you. Know. you thank you. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> but uh, we're having a good time this morning. Again, those tacos are delicious. And they're cheaper than the other place yeah, that we will not name. We will not name the other place that Dick uh, opted to go the other morning, and we just had the lazy tacos. Hashtag lazy tacos. Today's tacos, not lazy. They Wouldn't were they, active tacos. And they were very quick. Very quick with the uh, taco order, too. So I want to go back and try the migas. I love migas. Well, they have a killer buffet, but it's one of those buffets, like any buffet, you're going to come out feeling like sludge. So, <laughs> you know, wor- word to the wise, if you go there, expect to... Loosen a belt notch. Yes. <clears throat> I do have a quick public service announcement. Oh, man. It better be with tacos. Sure. Well, it's related to the tacos thing. Jake said, do you work with the goofy looking one? And uh, one of our listeners who may or may not be my wife just texted which one. So the public service announcement is, honey, you're sleeping on the sofa tonight. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> well, I don't know if the, if, if the fine ladies at that establishment know. They, don't, they haven't had the pleasure of the I, Skippy I, yet. I don't know if they know Skippy. They, they don't know the Skippy yet, but the Skippy will be there. They know Dick. And and he is the goofy looking Well, guy. I mean, like I said, I used to eat there every Friday morning and then... uh. I started doing more radio stuff in the morning, so I, st- I stopped. But I was, like, there every Friday morning. That's where I'd go. Well, maybe we should start that tradition back up. Maybe we get breakfast tacos from there once a week. How about live remote? <laughs> in, live the, in the kitchen. Remote. We're Those in the soup, folks. The, we are seeing the tortillas you know, be made. That reminds me. So Holly was so gracious enough to—Holly's uh, my girlfriend, by the way, if you're a first-time listener. She's so gracious enough to get me food one day, and she went to this really delicious Vietnamese restaurant on 105 Door, uh, behind the Lubies right there before Conroe High School. And I don't know, is it pho or pho? Pho. Pho. It's pho. It's pho. Okay, Wait. so I'm not really into Vietnamese food. Oh, I was thinking like pho, like fake. Okay. But uh, she, she, I go, surprise me, because I always like to try new things all the time. And pho, she got it, and she asked for a Viet bun, some type of Vietnamese bun. Yeah, it's it's a basically a, a rice bun. 
that okay. that they so it's like a sandwich. It, no, it's not a sandwich. It, it almost it serves as like the bottom half of a sandwich, and you eat the noodles on top of it. So it, it comes brothless. It's simply fun noodles, but pho itself is actually a soup. Well, see, that's what I thought it's, it it's was. It's a broth and with, so, with a light noodle in it. And so when I opened it. I was like, "Hey, where's the soup? This he is kind of strange." No, well, he's not. Well, okay. we we just racially profiled Jason. No, it's because he wears yellow shirts. Because he wears. It's he, oh, wait, he wears that, that, yellow shirts. You just went all the way on that one. Well, that's what he tries to remind us. But uh, but dude, it didn't have any soup broth or anything, so it was just the noodle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I look at, it, I was like, I feel like this is missing something, like flavor wise. Like it's just, I mean, it's just pork and noodle. Well, and good pho is is. Traditionally spicy, like it's it it's meant to be a zingy a zingy zangy dish, and it's meant to have lots of flavor, but it's meant to have the broth, just like is the flavor zingy zangy Jason from Connor Coffee. <laughs> Jason is our zingy. Are you zingy a, guy. are you a fu fan? I love it. Yeah, but you know, I never was. Uh, I didn't grow up to it or anything like that. No, I know you didn't. Why? How did you know? Because you you different country, something? different country, different country. <laughs> you you can tell by the a- accent you have. <laughs> Shouldn't you guys be talking about uh, hot dogs and hamburgers? <laughs> well, we'll, we'll be having okay, those so this weekend. The first time I actually had some pho, uh, it was from some other people that uh, wanted to go to this place. And I've never had, I've had noodles. I just never had Vietnamese pho before. And we sat down in this restaurant and I thought, what, we're just throwing vegetables in here, leaves and stuff. Can I just start picking up uh, the decorative leaves next to me and, and throw it in there? Love it though. Great stuff. Well, okay, so I was confused. It always comes with a broth, right? It's always in a broth. Yeah, yeah. The broth. See, she went and they didn't give her the bun. She goes, I asked for the bun. What bun? Their vinicelli, vinicelli bun. You, you can get it on a on a laid on top of a bun, and it's just the noodle portion. It's not any of the broth. So that's not fun, is it? it it's not really fun. It's fun noodles. Yeah, but it's yeah. But see, they didn't give a bun, so it's literally just the noodles and the pork. Well, I mean, noodles are easy. It's the broth that they have, they have to make up. Every that's day. the flavor. That's that's what they have to like. So I'm just letting people know I had that, and don't take it the wrong way. That place is very delicious, but don't get pho without the broth or the (laughs) bun. Like, it's just, I don't know if we're trying to go healthy, what she was trying to tell me, quotation mark. How is broth unhealthy? I don't know, man. I just was so confused while I was eating. She's like, do you like your food? And I'm like, I'm trying to. (laughs) I did now. Is that the first time you've had it? No, I've had, I've seen it, and I've tried it in a bowl. And that's what confused me when I opened. It. I was like, "This isn't. This doesn't look like fuck." Because again, when I look at that menu, I have no idea what's going on. So I kind of like look at the guy in his discretion. Like, hey, what's similar to this? And um, and I was in the studio working on some stuff here, and I'm watching Dick eat this, and he's like trying to just get it in his mouth and enjoy it as much as possible. And his girlfriend Holly's over here, like, "Oh, do you like it? Are you enjoying your lunch?" And and he was like, "Yeah, it it it, it, it it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. good." <laughs> yeah. He hated it. So we got onto this from the uh, awesome. I'm feeling my arteries clog already. By the way, these tacos were so good and greasy that I, I there is a health danger for me today. So I'm very happy. Skippy's running a little slower than normal. That's right. Mm-mm. <laughs> But I wonder in Vietnamese restaurants, you know how you get the the artistic snobby guy who will go to a French restaurant and try to impress his date with the, I'll have the beef bouillon with the uh, soissons cabernet, so, you know, trying to do it. So impre- you? Uh, no, I, even I'm not that pretentious, but I'm just wondering, hard to believe, if people try to do that in like Vietnamese restaurants, I'll have the, and then I'm not even no. going to try to say it. No, it's oh. any type of Asian restaurant. You got the, uh, the one Caucasian with his... Uh, his wife and his uh, wife's family. Mm-hmm. And his wife's family just orders everything. He just sits there, sits there looking around, eating a token. <laughs> I'm gonna eat something Asian today. <laughs> I'm not well, gonna. I'm the token white guy. I'm okay. gonna eat something. How do you guys pronounce the red sauce that you put on top of spaghetti? Marinara. Marinara. I heard people pronounce I, tomato sauce. <laughs> yeah, I've heard people ragu. pronounce it marinara. Like mar? Is it really mar? Uh, is that the appropriate way to pronounce it? Marinara. I don't know. I mean, who really is the judge of that? Italian We're people? the world's people now, so. I think if I went to Chili's and said, I would like some more marinara, uh, that she'd be saying, what? 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 I can throw some ketchup on that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where are we going? What place is this? Oh, just, like this? I, I ate at Chili's last night, so it's just top of my head, you know, you know with the breadsticks, the, the marinara. Are we the, talking about Italians now? We're all over the map. We're all over the map. Well, so we, we, we learned 
Vietnamese. We got <laughs> what we learned is the tacos from Carmelitas are pretty good. They are. Uh, so they are. Dollar fifty two. They're you know they're cheap. I I'd really like for her to start opening up that night again, but she's just it, it's it's tough. It really is. So they're only breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and she she asks us about it all the time. How's the how's the coffee shop doing? And I tell her, you know, I mean the. There's people down here. Because yeah. so, I'll have dinner tacos from her along well, with she, breakfast tacos. What she does, her specialty, though, is tamales. Mm-hmm. And Because like, I've been in there, and it's just like people come and get like 50 tamales. And they bring them. Like, it's just like, it's like a drug. And like, here's the here's the delivery of it. And it's really strange. Like, people bring in like uh, vans. They park in the alleyway. And I'm like, what's going on over here? And they're just loading tamales into the car. Well, I, I think... That's probably because they're catering. They do cater at this location, um, so they may be catering. No, it's drugs. No, uh, <laughs> you know they are catering. But you know it, it is ten eleven right now. We're going to take a quick break. Special thanks to our sponsor who just left, uh, Conroe Coffee. Delicious coffee in the morning. Grab some tacos. I wonder if. See, this is one thing I wish is like just tacos and coffee, and I had it this morning. So so far so good. And our other sponsor is Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. So stick around. We're going to hear a word from them, and we'll be back with more uh, Jake, Skippy, and Dick with Mornings with Lone Star. I'm first now. Yay! Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Mornings with Lone Star with Jake, Skippy, yeah. Dick. Yeah. In that order of uh, coolness. I want right more now. taco. Yeah, uh, we, I was <laughs> cutting Dick some slack because he's got. <laughs> I am more taco. He looks like Chipmunk Ralph over mm. there. Just. <laughs> Chipmunk Charlie. But just listen to the enjoyment of him eating that delicious taco. You know, Tell we should make them a sponsor. It's not lazy taco. This is active taco. <laughs> this is taco that is active. It's actively working on my stomach right now. I'm telling you that. And I'm, a, I'm good with that. You should have gotten the potato. Really? Yeah. Just to sop up some of the grease? Because they put a lot of potato in it. It's good. Okay, next time. We're going after you. What's the name of this place again? Carmelita's. 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 We're coming after you. We're going to eat in your inventory. Way. Let's, let's yeah. clear that up in a good way. Yeah, we're going to eat up all your inventory and try to make you a sponsor. Uh, Jake, I'm kind of unofficially dubbed today Bandwagon Wednesday because it seems to be a lot of people hopping on the bandwagon lately. Bandwagon in what sense? So I, I, when I think of bandwagon as a sports-minded individual, I think of sports bandwagoning where people hop on the support of a team. Are you referring to that? Or? Yeah, but in a, probably a less positive light, you know, to hop on the back or riding the coattails, maybe. Well, people are getting off the USA bandwagon. Right. Fast. <laughs> Fast on that one. But like Harvey Weinstein, this whole thing, all of a sudden, after decades of abuse, uh, possible assault, possible rape, and possible let's all take his money, uh, um, now it's, oh, he touched me too. Oh, he assaulted me too. Oh, the, for a-list actresses, everyone's hopping on the bandwagon, and for decades they're silent about this and letting it happen to whomever. But now it's oh, oh, me too, I'm on it. So they're hopping on that bandwagon. Goodell, I think, hopping on the bandwagon of you know what? This may not have been a good idea for the for the league. Um, is that what you said? Pretty much. I'm paraphrasing. 
I, but it's about as forceful as what he said. And we wanted to talk to you about it. Dick and I were talking about it earlier, but you're, you're probably a lot more in the know on the phrasing of the memo he put out saying stand. Because it seems to me more still kind of wishy-washy where we encourage you to do this while we seek other ways of expressing yourself. Yeah, and it, it, it basically the to summarize in in the whole function of it, they're gonna they're gonna force the players to stand, and and that's where they're headed. And so there is an actual was they're gonna make, they're gonna create a rule is is what he's come out and said now. But there is a rule. No, there's not a, there's not a rule that that says they can't kneel during the national anthem. People people get get that mixed up. So um, I forget what the actual uh, rule. With like word for word what it says, but basically what it allows, um, it, it allows you to freely express yourself uh, while encouraging standing would be the best way to kind of put it. Um, it doesn't say that you have to outright stand with your hand over your heart during the entire national anthem. Uh, it, it basically encourages it, but there's no rule like the NBA. The NBA has the actual rule that says you will stand. And it, it, the the terminology, I guess, that is used in the NFL rule is you should. Okay, it, that's it awesome should. to know that, that there was that because I was under the impression that the rule was you will stand, your helmet will be in your left hand, your hand will be over your heart. It, it's it says it should happen, and, wow. and and so with the word the terminology using should implies open interpretation. Do you think that phone call was made to the NBA? Like, hey guys, how did you word this in your, in your video? <laughs> like right? Well, with there being a rule change, uh, uh, I can't believe they actually had the gall to do that in their contract. Like, put that someone came up and goes, "Hey, I can foresee there would be an issue with this." What the NBA? Yeah, I mean, uh, does that mean there was an issue, or is that no? Mean- the, the NBA went through a period of um, reimaging uh, their their whole product altogether. They had a rough stretch in the uh, late '90s with a lot of violence mm-hmm. in between players. Uh, they went through a rough stretch with. Uh, violence between players and fans. And so they went through this whole re-imaging package where you couldn't show up to a stadium any longer wearing basketball shorts and a t-shirt. You had to be dressed in full suit. You know, you had to be dressed presentable at all times unless you were heading out to the court. Okay. And so along with that rule change came various other ones. One that a bunch of them flew under the radar and one of which that flew under the radar was the national anthem one. But they basically said, we want to make this league as presentable as possible. Let's make every rule that we can do that. So very interesting. Um, thank you also for clarifying that, that whole real situation, because it, it you know, as a uh, guy who leans conservative on many issues, it has now inspired me to say that the last thing the president should be doing is chiming in on who should be fired or not. If there's not an actual rule against it, because that was probably, you know, one of my stances before that if there is a, it's like if Starbucks has a rule or Conroe County has a rule, no, um, you know, no politicizing, no protesting, you, you know, you get fired and no one's going to raise a stink about it. So if there was not an actual rule. It, and, and it's like a lot of people get, it's a misconception on a lot of people. And they know that there is the rule that says, you know, you should stand for the national anthem with your right hand across your heart, your helmet in your left hand. It's just with the, the terminology should mm-hmm. is what makes it open for, for change. It kind of reminds me of the actual rules of conduct for the U.S. flag. Where they, you know, there's a rule book that says the proper disposal of a flag. You cut the stripes out. You do this. You burn the stars and the stripes separately. You bury it this way. Um, You're not supposed to let it uh, fly during the rain. Exactly. Down at sunset. So you have those rules, but you can still constitutionally burn the flag. And when I when I say flaunting the rules, I'm not trying to use flaunt in a necessarily bad sense. In direct. Oh, see, I'm. I'm choosing words like defiance, and I don't want to say that. The rules say this. You can constitutionally not follow that. You can. It's a should. You should exactly. do it a certain way, but you don't have to do it that way. And that and that's and it's, it's a great comparison of, of terminology being able to be interpreted in different ways. Very Yeah, it's, it's kind of sad that we're having to get, like, really legal choosing. One word, should, can make all the well, difference in you, the world. And you were around. I, this was prior to me, If I'm uh, unless there's been one instance— you know, here come the old jokes. Prior. But no, no, you were around when the like first American flag was burned, and it was a uh, it was a national 
crisis. I, my earliest memories were of the Vietnam era. My father was in the Navy. My, one of my earliest memories is my father coming back from Vietnam. So I had a, I saw a lot of that turmoil, and I was very young, very impressionable. I had no idea what was going on. And, and in fact, one of my earliest heart-to-hearts with my father when he came back, so I must have been maybe four or five, was saying, you know, where were you? Why were you there? Well, there was a war. Well, why? And him trying to explain to a five-year-old, you know, he just fell totally flat. He was a Navy officer. He wasn't Ward Cleaver. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, no, no. Oh, no. well, they had rice and the other people wanted rice, so we helped them get the rice back. I'm like, the, why do we do, you know, it was like. <laughs> it was a rice war. <laughs> it was a rice war. So I spent elementary school thinking we were there because of rice. Uh <laughs> Your junior high teacher deeper. must have been shocked when you yeah, answered, why, right. why were we in Vietnam? It rice. was because of rice. Because they wouldn't <laughs> share their darned rice. So, um, yeah, so I think Adele saw the numbers. Yeah, and I and think— he's five weeks in, and all of a sudden, oh, we have a rule, or we're going to have a rule, or you're going to do this. Question, Jake. Dick asked me this earlier, so we're kind of taking like a little in- informal poll, because apparently office pools are illegal in Texas. Office poles or pools? pools or? Yeah, those little square things. Apparently, those are illegal. I know so many offices. That do that. <laughs> so unofficially and hypothetically, how many players do you think are going to take a knee once Ooh, this comes out? If we had to put an over and an under on it? Oh, man. And during the break, you're going to explain to me what the hell that means. Uh, I, oh, goodness. That would be, uh, once it becomes official, I would probably say... Uh, 35 would be the, the, the median 35. Okay. And it'll be scattered amongst probably six or seven teams. The majority of the players kneeling will be six or seven teams. And you'll see a good chunk of not a good chunk, but you'll see probably four to five players on those six to seven teams in total taking their knee. And then you'll have your little scatters elsewhere. These, these gents are going to get fired. Uh, no, they won't get fired. Suspended? I, I, the, no, I highly even doubt that. I, it'll, it'll be fines. And and these players will be fine. Well, should they fines. be fines that hurt? What, what are you going to find these players that hurt them? What Are you going to find them $20 million? No, I doubt it. But is it going to be the, you've been fined $5,000, which to them, they, they they take out of the ATM every day. No, and, and you know what the players should do? You know what the players should do? If they really want to try to make a difference here and they really want to make this cause meaningful, mm-hmm. they need to say, okay, Goodell, you pass that rule. Please, please pass that rule. Fine us every time we take a knee. Fine us $1 million every time. But you have to give that $1 million to police brutality, mm. to some sort of fund that'll help what their cause is. You know what? That could actually help turn some of the public perception on the NFL around. Because as John Q. Public here, I have a very low perception right now. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And it could be cosmetic. could be PR stunt. But the end justifies the means. Very interesting. Well, I don't know because I think – if they do do that, they're still going to get those people who want to hate that football. You're going to get that one way or the other. And, yeah. And what I mean, they're going to lose the thing that the reason they're doing this turn, whole turnaround is because of those people. The large number of them are don't like it. So if they continue doing it, their people, the numbers are going to continue going down. Yeah. I, I, so they're going to at one point do they're going to give it. Like, that's why I was saying this meeting in this memo. There's going to be an ultimatum, basically. And I, I, because they're getting everybody involved in this meeting, I think they're doing the players union. They're doing. Yeah. The players union is going to be in there as well. Well, That's what I'm saying. So like, they're definitely having a very good conversation about this is what's going to happen folks. But it'll be, it'll be too much of a backlash if they fire these players for doing it. It'll be too much of a negative backlash coming back on them. And I think that'll end up hurting them even more because they, the worst thing about all this is, is that we're not talking about football week in and week out, which is what, no. which is what, what fans want, want. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about this. Well, that's situation. what I'm saying. You just kind of do, you just suspend them from the game and that's it. And they can't play. They can come out to the team and they get paid or whatever. They just don't play. And that way they're not focusing on people kneeling. Cause really all it is, is the kneeling thing. Like it's literally the cameras are waiting for somebody to kneel. But if they don't play, they're still affecting the money of the players because players don't get paid. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So, but there's not a national attention every week. Who's going to kneel? Because so are they going to do like preemptive? Or are they going to if they kneel during the national anthem? Are they going to ban them from the game right then and there? Like if I mean, they, I would they throw not, a 15 yard flag on I would, them? And, well, I wouldn't be surprised. They're just not. They're they they ban them for a game or two because they really have. I I was telling him what's going to happen is they're going to make an example of somebody. And because if you think about it, what's hurting the most is just the public attention from this. And if people. 
start getting suspended. Only people who care about that are fantasy league football people and people who actually watch football, not but, not the political people, because it's just they are they made the rule like, hey, we're gonna stand just for the flag. You can kneel before or after. You can do whatever, but that's not during the flag. And it's because that's when people show it on TV. So it's kind of like we have to prevent these people from going on TV and kneeling during the flag because that's where our viewer base is really not liking right now. But you're <laughs> going to make an example out of somebody. And when you make that individual is going to be a vocal person in general, it'll be a Michael Bennett. It'll be a Martellus Bennett. It'll be a Richard Sherman. It'll be somebody who is a large enough figure. In the oh, NFL. yeah. But I mean, look yeah. at Kaepernick and look at the, the out. The Ka Kaepernick was never a vocal leader, though, even as a quarterback, even when he went to the Super Bowl, he's never been a leader. If that's just not in his nature. It's not in his personality. If you do this and you make an example out of somebody, it's going to be end up being somebody big, not by NFL's choice, but by whoever, the decides, choice, to do it, whoever yeah. decides to do it. And they're going to go out and they're going to say they're going to make a, a public nightmare out of this for the NFL. NFL is not going to win out of this. I don't know. I, I, I think there are the enough people who care about watching football don't care about what the individual football player gripes about. I don't think they're, I mean, the player, the viewership base goes, you get paid millions of dollars. Why are you doing this right now? Well, and some of these football players, are they throwing themselves under the microscope that, you know, they're making themselves the moral compass? And so the next time one of these guys who's taking a knee is videotaped beating up a girlfriend, snorting. White powdery, White powdery substances. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Getting you're, drunk, you're, you're drunk dealing, driving. You're dealing with a base of people that they're not the greatest public figures. Role models to they're begin They're not the greatest. With. I mean, there's a good chance they're not good role models. I, I, so, I disagree with that statement. I think we're, we're, we're magnifying the few that make the poor decisions. Yeah. Because as many of the last 10 years, I can point out to you Ooh. probably 10 to 20 cases of domestic violence that were just absolutely egregious. And then I can point out to you 10 to 20 cases of individuals doing great things within the community. So I, I think we're, I, I think you're magnifying well, the they, minimum. Too much. Really what we're trying to get to the end of the conversation is what does the football the NFL do in the long run? Because how eventually, do they, how do they get how rid? Uh, yeah. How do we get rid of kneeling in the national anthem? You do it behind closed doors. That's it, what they're doing now. And you do it during the off season. So what you're telling let me the seasons is kind of pan out. So what you're telling me is what the NFL will do is they'll let them do whatever this season, and then free kick, just punt it away this season to say. And it's, then it's right yours. at the end of the season, they're going to be like, "Here's the new rule, folks. If you kneel, you get fined. If you kneel again, you get fined again. If you kneel three times, you're out, or whatever the rule is. I don't know what their fine rule is. I know they keep, they can't just keep fining you. There's got to be like it has to keep well, going if, up if the they, ladder. If they take it like the marijuana uh, or the not marijuana, but the substance abuse policy where you do it once, it's a one-game suspension and an X number of dollar fine. If you do it twice, it's a six-game suspension and an X number of dollar fine. You do it the third time, you're out for a year. So, I mean, do you think they're going to attach something like that? And to me— And and that would be okay. That would be fine. But, but next they have, year— They have to do it in the offseason while you've got baseball, basketball, and hockey going on. But do you think a player will wait that long and still kneel? No, because it'll blow over and 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 just like everything else in America, the rules will it, be there, but the it, the it, ice bucket it, challenge will be over by that point. Everything has its its, its shelf, shelf life, life. Uh -huh. and it, it'll be done. It'll be it'll be over, and this will be a uh, you know. And if the NFL really wants to do something here, call up the Browns and say Cleveland, go hire Colin Kaepernick, and let's just be done with this. Like <laughs> it, it would it would be so much. The kneeling would stop. And, and the Browns could use a quarterback that has some mobility because they have no offensive line right now. So, well, I, I think you're right about the <laughs> the offseason thing. I mean, that's the greatest that's great way to idea. do it. But also, I think there's going to be one stupid idiot that'll do it carrying over, <laughs> and we'll do it. I mean, because I mean, you think about those players; they're finally getting the attention. Similar to the celebrities doing the Harvey Weinstein thing, it's like it's an attention grab. A lot of the stuff they're doing is an attention grab. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. that's what the case is. It's Lindsay Lohan actually came out in defense of him earlier this morning. It's kind of oh, funny. Really? Yeah, well, oh, someone really? yeah, desperate enough for the limelight. I'll tell you what else. Ooh, hopped on the bandwagon, and we go to a break soon, but I'll just put these three words out. The Kiwana Nee Sherrod, the lady with the video. Oh, boy. She talked to someone. Jake's going to tell us about it later. Oh, boy. Yeah. So stick around. Morning's Lone Star. Thanks for uh, sticking around, too. It's 1030. IRLoneStar.com worldwide, folks. So if you're listening to our FM signals, always download the app. This show is sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Thanks to you guys for putting on the show and allowing us to have fun in the morning. 
You can always message on Facebook, MW Lone Star. Also call in 936-647-3776. We'll be back with more Mornings with Lone Star. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe, at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936 266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. And you swing like you did not care. We are swinging like we care here at Mornings with Lone Star with Welcome back. Skippy. That's right. I'm giving myself top billing this time. Skippy. Ooh. Uh, hold on, Eeny, Meeny, Money, Dick and Jake. Sorry, Jake, can't save everybody. Well, I got two, two first, and I'll take a last year on this one. There we you go. Know. It all, it all works. I'll out. punt like the NFL that's gonna <laughs> punt. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were talking off the air. I think Jake had a, a really good analysis of what's gonna happen. It'll be interesting to see how it turns out. I myself think that uh, around two dozen players total, an average of one to two per team will take a knee. So you said thirty-five. One to two per team. Average, average. Then, then that that'll be at least thirty-two players. Cool. So yeah, he's got the numbers. So okay, <laughs> less than your thirty-five. And Dick's just wanting anybody to take any. He just wants he he wants someone burned an effigy. I think over this. Do you want like somebody to go out into the middle of the field and just like, yard line? Well, first of all, right we definitely that would be need, great. We definitely need more shriekers in football. Because that's what makes soccer so entertaining. Challenge accepted. And if you want more commercials in soccer, that's what they need to do. Because we're talking about he thinks one of the reasons soccer's not very popular soccer here in the United States. Soccer and hockey aren't going to make it in America. Enough breaks. No commercial breaks. Uh, well, what they're starting to do with uh, golf and NASCAR, and I know that those are like really popular <laughs> sports as they're out there. But what they're starting to do with golf and NASCAR is they're they're putting the live play on the left side of the screen and they're running a commercial on the right side. So well, you're never not <laughs> watching golf. But you're still getting an advertisement. When Fox first tried doing hockey back in the 90s, what they did, their answer was to run the commercials in the little ribbon at the bottom of the screen. That didn't work. Then they actually CGI'd the puck so you could actually see it. They had like a blue trail behind it because you could see the darn thing. This is before the days of high def. So we had to squint at our little black and white TVs. If you if you stay tuned and listen to Lone Star Community Radio all day today. Uh, all day. I'm coming in at 1 to 2 today for Jake from Sports Talk. We're going to talk about... Some hockey today, and I know that hockey is not very popular around here in these parts. Well, but it never ice is up. It is. There's no ice. There's no ice. I know, but but stay tuned because we're going to talk about a really awesome story about the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Awesome. Yeah, are we going to talk about Fertitta? Fertitta. Tillman Fertitta. Yeah, he made an announcement this morning. He wants to bring hockey to Houston. Mm -hmm. oh, I did not hear that. Yeah. Oh man, you we, got we your ear to the we, wrong ground we, there, we bro. Jake on a sports thingy. You did. Thingy's yeah. technical term. Well, I, I got I got distracted this morning. There was big Red Sox news. So. You know. Oh, they fired or the the yeah. coach left or fired? No, they fired him. They let let him go. So. Well, okay, one scandal at a time, folks. Let's talk about Kiwana. Who... Is, is there a organization that ever just keeps their coach until the contract? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're still going to have to pay this dude. They fire him. Uh, he's like, got, that's usually in the contract for coaches. He's got two years left, so I think – or a year or two left. So it won't be a whole lot that they have Sorry to, to interrupt you. Oh, no. Just, we're, we're, we're fine. Whatever. We'll get back to Kiwana. But uh, to answer your question, yes, the Pittsburgh Steelers have had uh, five different head coaches in the last 60 years. So they, they constantly renew. Well, I mean, not even that, but it's like I know in the soccer world – they fire coaches pretty fast these days, and like they'll sign three year contracts, four year contracts, and they'll fire them after a year and a half. But those contracts guarantee them to pay for, 
for whatever years. And there was a joke going around uh, that that team in London, Chelsea, was paying like six managers at one point. <laughs> and so it's just kind of like, man, I, I wonder if they just ever go, hey, maybe we just keep them on just to see what happens. Because cl- clearly we're at the top level. Yeah. And it's not like, I mean, things happen in sports. You can't control it. Yeah. Unless you're ma- uh, fixing the match. But. Well, the U.S. should have done a little more of the fixing part yesterday. But, anyways, is, is it pronounced Kiwana? Is uh, that, that how you, uh, because of you mean the, like the rice? Well, Kiwana? like like Tijuana, Kiwana? but it's Kiwana or marijuana or something. So, Marinara. The J U A N A. How do you pronounce the last name? It's N I G E. I would say Nige. Nige. Because there's no accent over the E, which would make it Nige. 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 Chade. So Tijuana Nige. Sherrod or Sherrod is the last name. Tijuana. Who cares? Kiwana. Who? Kiwana. I say, who? I say Kiwana. Who cares? I care. Who cares? From a journalistic standpoint, we've got to be accurate, Dick, because that's what matters in today's journalism. Yeah, especially with this woman. <laughs> so, that's what really did, uh, Jay, give us the latest. So, the, yesterday, this woman was saying, oh, I've talked to no one but Dr. Phil because he's paying me, but she apparently blamed. Well, so she was she was basically going out and shopping out to the highest bidder, and at the moment, uh, she was uh, contacted by a show at ESPN. They... We were like, hey, can we, you come on? And she was like, well, I'm in negotiations with Dr. Phil right now, so uh, unless you can beat his money, I'm not going to go on. Well, the same show kind of kept hounding after her, and uh, they ended up getting her to come on for free, allegedly. So it has been reported at this point. And, uh-uh. And they, These models don't work for free. Yeah, exactly. So she came on, and it was— For the a, portfolio. <laughs> oh. So she came. I'm not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. So she came on with a uh, with this show, and she was basically just giving her whole side of the story, uh, the from all the way back to the start of the relationship when when and I say relationship with a very loose sense of the on radio. Like, we're doing air quotes right now. Very loose interpretation of the word. Um, she yeah. So basically, she was saying that from the very beginning of meeting this guy. He, she could tell that he was overly into her, overly attracted to her. Um, and she said, I'm going to exploit this guy. It meant internally. She said, I'm going to exploit this guy for everything I can do for Colin Kaepernick purposes. And I don't know if she necessarily. Wow. You know, he's got soldiers in the field. He's got soldiers. Yeah. Holy so, cow. Uh, the, oh, I wish we could play the interview here mm-hmm. on the air, but it was a lot of inappropriate things said and probably wouldn't be good for the FCC. Apparently airwaves. she's not the most eloquent of no. orators. No, but uh, one thing she did say, which I thought was rather comical, uh, this coach contacted her on several occasions and asked to do cocaine. And again, these are all her words, asked to do cocaine as though she was a platter so, meaning he wanted to do cocaine yeah. off of her well, body. Like body. We, we, know, shot, we know he wants to do drugs. We know. So, But she did claim that she never actually partook in any what, of this. What does the that story. matter? She didn't inhale. When it came to the what story, what does that even matter? I don't know, but she she decided to throw that little tidbit in there. So she didn't inhale, in other words. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Powdered donuts do not make her go nuts. <laughs> okay, so I do have, have an update, though. There are those uh, through social media trying to set me straight. Yes, the Cleveland Browns are the, like losing his team in history. But in the X-Files episode, it was the Buffalo Bills that the cigarette-smoking man said as long as he was alive, they so would never win the Super Bowl. So this must have been prior to the four consecutive Super Bowls and losing four consecutive Super Bowls. Yes, this was 1991 when this episode happened. Yeah, okay. And apparently they killed off his character. Well, supposedly killed off his character, but he's apparently making a comeback. So <laughs> there you go. But again, the, the same character also shot JFK and MLK too. So you got to take everything he says. He, he is the, the scapegoat. Yeah, he does it all, right? So we I'm had, hopping on that bandwagon. Right. You know who else jumped, jumped on a bandwagon this week? Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook. Oh, boy. We talked about him earlier. That's great. But you got oh, to see, see it to fully appreciate Have you seen? No, I have not. Okay, did you hear about what he did? No, I have not. He and his vice president of social media relations, uh, Rachel something, they're... Wait, is her name really Rachel something? Yes. Okay. Na- last names have been changed for the... Uh, protection of the end. <laughs> I was making sure. I was just like, you never know. It's Rachel Who's or What's. It's anyhow. <laughs> they uh, testing out their new Oculus virtual reality thing. They decided to cartoon avatar themselves and plunk themselves smack dab in the middle of flooded Puerto Rico. 
to say, hi, we're here in Puerto Rico. Did you ever see Wayne's World? Yeah. You know, the yeah, bit when they're from the green screen? Yeah. Hi, we're in Minnesota. That's pretty much what it is. But and they say, wow, it's like we're really here. It, it will truly backfire. Yeah, they were displaying oh. uh, Facebook about a while back, like four to seven years ago. They purchased Oculus for billions of dollars uh, for a lot of money. It's billions. a VR technology. No, yeah. And no, so it. he was doing a display of it, and he chose to show like how two people could be in two separate locations and be in, in a location that was either or, like it was somewhere else different. And he chose Puerto Rico post hurricane, and he was they were going through her, Puerto Rico. And then they decide to like high five each other to show how cool this technology is, because they're like so interacting in with room, one another. She's in another room, but on the thing they're together. And you can watch it online. It's pretty PR world. PR world. Take a step back before you hit send or submit, and think about what you're doing. Dove, Facebook. That is ridiculous. Yeah, it's you really go weird. To, go to the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> go to Times Square. Go to I don't the top of. Mount but Kilimanjaro. How'd you say, feels like we're here. It's like, well, unless you're slogging through well, virtual what, water. If you really <laughs> wanted to placate to an audience, he should have been like, we're on the field at, um, you know, the Texan Stadium taking a knee. And it's like, <laughs> look at this. That, that would have be, been funny. That would have It would have gotten both positive and negative feedback, but not all negative feedback. Now, Zuckerberg has, to his credit, I, I scoped this out, he's raised some money for Puerto Rico relief, uh, at least uh, more than a million of his own, I think. And and But he's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. But as, as Dick and I were pointing, uh, we were talking about earlier off the air, when I, I say this in all of my heart, he's a nerd. He's not a cool guy. He's not a socially outwardly pleasant guy. He needs to do what he does best, which is wear hoodies, Lock himself in the office with, you know, Krispy Kreme or whatever, or pork rinds, whatever he binges on, and work on code. Oh, I totally bet he eats lazy tacos every morning. He seems like one. Is, is he a lazy taco eater? He's leader? a lazy taco eater. We need to get him tuned on to active tacos down, uh, down here. Hashtag lazy taco. Hashtag lazy taco. So, yeah, so Zuckerberg on the uh, Puerto Rico bandwagon, and that just... Really Speaking of advances in technology, little side note: Have you all seen what the new Google Phone can do? The the translate aspect of it. Oh, when you're viewing through your camera, it'll translate stuff for you. No, 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 no. It'll go even one step further. So, say you're communicating with Skippy, and Skippy is speaking Klingon. In Klingon, and I say, and he's got the headphone, the Google headphones that come with. Oh, it. Live Scribe. Yeah, yeah, Live Scribe, and I go, Skippy, how are you doing this morning? In his earbuds, it'll translate in Kling Klingon. To him, so he can understand it, and then he can speak back in Klingon, and my, and my phone will translate it, saying... It's almost like those folks who work for the UN are going to be out of a job. They'll be picketing the UN. I mean, it's going to be bad. All those translators. Massive. They'll bring in scabs and all kinds of stuff. A scab is someone who crosses the picket line on a strike. Uh, they'll all have to learn sign language, because you can Well, can't. they could hire that guy that was standing behind <laughs> President Obama doing, doing the fake sign language. Oh, no, really? Oh, yeah, that was yeah we were talking about that crazy. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, look at the video on this. He was saying, like, the same three things over and over is funny. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> you complete me. <laughs> All right, folks. Morning's Lone Star. Hanging out with Dick and Skippy, and then, of course, Jake from Jake from Sports Talk. We're going to do one quick break to say thank you to our sponsors, Morning's with Lone Star, of Morning's Lone Star, and then we'll be back for one more segment. Stick around. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner 
along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936 266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. We're back. Mornings with Lone Star, the nitty gritty. We've been kind of yucking it up, but we're touching on serious topics here. What's that? What, what? I think they put something in Dick's taco. <laughs> yeah. It had a little white powdery <laughs> substance yeah, right? to it. <laughs> he was, uh, I actually already did the joke earlier. He was snorting an offensive line. You get that? Boodoo. Yeah. There's, there, hold on, mic drop coming up. There we go. Okay. Anyhow. You, you realize what you should do next time you're doing a monologue? That's the monologue you should do. Offensive line? Offensive line. His whole dialogue from that video. <laughs> right Here's hey the, i'm coming all right to work. we're setting the scene this is what my monologue comes from the offensive line coach from the miami <laughs> dolphins 2017 this video was sent to his lover so the scene setting we're in the office i'm about to go to Picture a meeting if you will <laughs> Picture, there's a meeting and then there's a camera to my lower left and begin <laughs> and scene and uh and and we're done uh hey, but baby something <laughs> We're, we're laughing now, but so I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it turn the knob over to series for a moment here because Dick and I were talking off the air earlier today. Uh, I was looking at multiple news sources. Uh, Where's this knob? It's it's right here. Okay. See, we're serious now. Okay. Here we go. Um, I was looking at multiple news sources today: the Chronicle, the Courier, Fox News, a lot, and they have the section you know top ten stories, most read stories for like Chronicle and Couriers, and as their trending thing based on the number of clicks. And in none of these sites in the top 10 was anything about the Las Vegas shooting. Volleyball scores are being read more, local volleyball scores, than the, than the shooter. And Dick pointed out, well, it's because the journalists may be afraid to be posting something new because there's no news coming out. And that really struck a nerve with me because, you know, I've been bemoaning a lot about the, the, the dearth and death of, of journalism in America that you can, journalists can now get away with illegally posting illegally obtained evidence to public consumption and, and suffer no consequences from it uh, or to uh, say I heard something and then later on they say, well, actually he told another reporter who told me and I put it out that CBS story we talked about just a couple of days ago. In the lack of anything, obviously something big is surrounding the Vegas shooting. If this was a guy with a tumor or chemical imbalance in his brain, something would have come out by now. Of Las Vegas, and I'm not trying to get all conspiracy theory here, but Las Vegas per capita has got to have the most number, it's got to have more CCTV cameras than Langley or Quantico. Okay, and for there to be nothing really coming out where the timeline can't even be figured out, we got the hotel disputing the police reports timeline of who got shot at when if the six minutes happened. No answers are coming out. Every day there's more questions. The story's getting pushed down. Right now, the American journalistic juggernaut should be camped outside the Department of Justice demanding 24-7 answers instead of... Do you think it was a hit? Huh? Do you think it was like a hit? Like he was a hit man? No, absolutely not because you, you hit one person. Because all the preparation he put into you it? You hit one person if you're a hit man. You don't do collateral Well, maybe damage. that's like, well, have you ever seen the first Jack Reacher? Similar scenario, okay? And you, you, out of, like, the six victims that man shot, one of them was the real target, okay? I've seen the movie. It's very possible. It's possible. And, you know, they're talking about he's going to shoot incendiary bullets at fuel tanks and stuff. I mean... But, I mean, he set up cameras, man. Like, there's this whole exactly. thing had a setup. There are so many unanswered questions, and literally nothing Definitely is coming hit. out. Nothing's coming out. And I think it's incumbent on the journalists... To stop talking to Kiwana and start asking questions like, why are we not hearing something? Give well, us news. I mean, we mentioned that in the music time is one thing that sucks about the journalists today with it is they will release a, basically a headline that's almost as long as— Clickbait. It's a headline almost as long as the paragraph they write 
for the news. Click here to find out the latest about the Vegas shooting. You and click on it. And it's like it. two sentences. And it's like, oh, yeah, they determined that he had access to a serv- a, or, an elevator. Or the hotel is now End. disputing the police timeline of the sequence of events. But from a journalistic standpoint, I understand that you want to you, you want to be camped outside the DOJ and you want to get the most. Their job is to find the story. Find the story. Go out and hunt it. But if you really, if they're not, if they're being that closed door about it, there, there was an awesome story that they could have done on the Vegas shooting last night with the, the hockey game, the first ever Vegas Golden Knight game. And that pregame ceremony, they had all 58, they had a 58-second moment of silence for each each victim. Okay. They had uh, lights shine down onto the ice that spelled out each of the victims' names onto the ice. They had uh, one of each of the home team, the, the Vegas Knights, come out accompanied by the uh, various heroes that, that took place during the um, uh, during the rescuing portion of it. And then they had a, a staff, a crew members from the actual venue come out and sing the national anthem. And it, it wasn't, I, I was moved watching it. Yeah, but, people talking about it are blog people. Well, and, and that's the problem. That's the only people talking about it. Mm-hmm. Why, why, where's, where, where's the journalistic, you know, effort being put because in Because it doesn't fit the news cycle today of we must ban bump stocks and anything that may or may not modify a weapon. That's the, that's the news story about Vegas. It's uh, to a, a Florida and I think Massachusetts uh, two congressmen are authoring a bill to ban the bump stocks. And that's the big news about this. Also, I want to just side note from your show last week. We're talking about the Vegas Knights, who's known player on it. You forgot Mark Andre Fleury. Fleury, I, I was watching the game last night, and I was so, like, I just wanted oh to remind God. that they did have, a, they do so have a good old. Well, Jay's he's not old. old. He's not old though. Wait, what's he's, old? He's old in hockey sense. No, he's not. Yeah. He's thirty-two. Yeah, that's old in hockey sense. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Well, Jake, I was about Yager. to say he's forty-four. Like that's grandpa ancient. Like he's a, he's a mummy. That's almost that's ten, over ten years older than him than Fleury. So that's not old. I wonder what the average age of, of a NHL player is. You should, you should half of mine. I'm Computer, what is the average age? <laughs> yeah, Jake, I was going to thank you for getting me off my rant uh, and making me feel good, but now you're talking about how old I am. I just yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like 32 anymore. is not old for hockey. Yes, how, it how is. old is Gretzky? That's the only hockey player I know. His daughter is dating a. Um, well, the average age of all NHL, like every player ever played in NHL, is 28. The average age. And he's 32. Yeah. So he's four years over the average. Yeah. What's the I, max age is fifty one, and then minimum age is seventeen, and there's over six thousand two hundred twenty three players in the NHL, like over t- course of time. This is, this is the course of he's over the hump. No, he's not. He's over the hump. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your mouth. We gotta get going, folks. Thanks for letting me guy uh, kind of hijack the show with sports. Yeah, one o'clock. No one o'clock. Jake from Sports Talk. Stick around for that. It's a live talk show with Jake over here. I'm pretty sure he'll go in depth with all the cool stuff in sports. Skippy, it's good to see you. Good to see you, Dick. You We're going to get uh, gearing up for Catfish Festival. Starting tomorrow, we'll do more music featuring all the Catfish Festival people. And so that's going to be a lot of fun putting that together for you. Uh, we'll be back at 8 a.m. A special shout-out to our sponsors of this program. That's uh, Conroe Coffee, delicious coffee, mm-hmm. clean sweep office cleaning, professional cleaning service for your office in the Montgomery County area. It's clean sweep office cleaning. Uh, coming up next is going to be a replay of Montgomery County Lifestyle. Unfortunately, Nathan can't be in. Hopefully, he'll be back tomorrow here and uh, Lone Star Community Radio. We are Montgomery County's community radio station. Check us out online, IRLoneStar.com. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.